Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 26 of the Digital Theory Podcast. Uh, this is Micah, and I just wanted to pop on and let you guys know that today's episode will be a compilation of a few of our bonus episodes that are available over on Patreon. Uh, so if you guys like what you hear uh, and you want to hear more and you want to hear them as they come out, uh, head on over to patreon.com slash digital theory podcast and give us a uh, subscribe. Uh, so I hope you enjoy. Uh, these are kind of just four random uh, ideas we had, random questions we asked each other, uh, and some really interesting conversations ensued. Uh, see you again next week uh, with our regularly scheduled episode. Take it easy. Hey, welcome to the bonus level, the conversation after the podcast. This is Mark Ryan and Micah coming at you for a little bit of a, a mini episode. Uh, this week, uh, we'll be talking about all things Game Boy, favorite games, favorite memories. Uh, so what you guys want to talk about? I think when we go, well, I think we need to start off. I, th I know we've talked about it a little bit, but which Game Boy did you spend the most hours on? Um, for me, I started out with a Game Boy Pocket, which... The Game Boy Pocket. Yeah, which was black and white. Um, it, mine was green. Uh, it was great. Then I moved on to the Game Boy Color. And then Game Boy Advance. From there, that's where I kind of fell off. Well... I only ever had the Game Boy Advance. Now, are you talking Advance or SP? Um, you had SP. It was the SP. So you had the square flip phone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that was the one. Uh, and I remember my parents, or no, my grandparents, um, I, I feel like they just randomly got me and my sister each our own Game Boy Advance SP. Um with like a few games like I, for some reason i feel like they got her like a dog game like kind of like a very early predecessor to nintendogs and for me they had a um like a bmx or no a um like a dirt bike game like very simple dirt bike game where you just like i can't remember the name of it but like basically you just like went over jumps you raced um seems like you could even maybe knock people over but yeah, that that was the only one I ever had. Interesting. Uh, so you weren't big into the Game Boy. Not uh, not as big as some others. Now, um, you know, we'll get into this in a little bit. But uh, when I got Pokemon, that was that was the game that really got me into my Game Boy, though. Okay. What about you, Micah? Yeah. So uh, my first Game Boy was uh, obviously it's a little older. It was the original Game Boy. Um, the one that would break your wrists if you held it for too long. The thing was huge and heavy. Um, remember playing uh, Dr. Mario and Tetris on it. Uh, then I got moved up to the Game Boy Color um, and then Game Boy Advance. Um, the uh, one that kind of looked like a, a mini Switch, weirdly. You know what I mean? Yeah, actually very similar. Yeah, so I think, I think uh, a lot of people um, maybe... Uh, overlook the design similarity between the Game Boy Advance and the Switch. Um, but the most time I've put on Game Boy was uh, Game Boy Color uh, and the Game Boy Advance. Probably a little bit more on Game Boy Color, though. Um, but, yeah, so like like I said, Tetris and Dr. Mario were my first games. Um, Game Boy Color, uh, like, like you guys mentioned, we'll get into it a little bit more uh, coming up, is Pokemon was big. Um, uh, but also, I got the Indiana Jones game for my Game Boy Color, which was super fun. And then on Advance, I got real into Advance Wars. Did you guys ever play those games? Mm. The Advance War games? Nope. Oh man, those games were fantastic. It was almost like a uh, like a Civ game for the Game Boy. Um, so you took control of a like this old fictional nation, and you would produce your military units to send, and it was like a like a tactical uh, combat game. Uh, it was really fun. No, I I never heard of that one. So that that's interesting. Yeah, called Advance War. Hmm. 
Yeah, I think for me, so starting out, um, some like popular games, there was, there was a Mario game. I don't remember which variation was my favorite, but I sunk a lot of hours into that. Um, I don't know if you remember Wave Runner. That's the jet ski game? Yeah. Yeah. I spent some time on that game. Uh, that was a lot <laughs> of fun. So simple, but so fun. Um, gosh, I'm trying to remember that long ago. I mean, obviously, the biggest one is Pokemon. That one, everybody think For we sure. can all agree. Uh, we spent the most time on that one. But I did play uh, some Tetris, you know, basic games like that. But, yeah, Pokemon was where it was at. Yeah, I, um, you know, I, like I said, I had some some dirt bike racing game um, that I didn't really play a whole lot of. Um, the other game other than Pokemon that I really, really tore up was Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 4. And I played that and Pokemon like all the time. I um, forgot they had Tony Hawk on the Game Boy. Yeah, yeah I did I, too. I sunk some hours in that on the 64, but not the yeah. Game Boy. I actually still have um, the cartridge for Pro Skater 4 um, oh, wow. at my parents' house and the one of the Game Boy Game Boys that my, me or my sister had. Um, and But no charger. I don't know whatever happened to the charger. I guess we sold it when we sold the other Game Boy. I don't know. But, but yeah, I, I loved uh, Pro Skater 4, um, which probably has more of a soft spot in my heart than uh maybe even the originals oh wow i know some big some big words on the first bonus level <laughs> that is uh hey did you ever play uh i guess this before micah but mario tennis mario tennis uh i feel like i i feel like i played it on the wii yeah it was uh yeah it was definitely on the wii but on Game Boy Color. Basically, oh. it was, that was a lot of fun. Wow. I didn't even know they made Mario's Tennis for the, the Game Boy. Yeah. Oh. Now, would you guys ever be interested in going back and like buying like a Game Boy Color or Game Boy Advance now and play, replaying some oh, of those sure. games? Yes. Oh, I would 100%. We should do that. Um I don't know what those games are going for nowadays, but I would love to go back and play the original Pokemon games on a Game Boy. Yep. Yeah. I, uh, like I said, I had my Game Boy uh, SP, um, and I found my the, the Pokemon game that I fell in love with um, was uh, Leaf Green. Um, and I played that all the time. I, I probably beat that game, you know, I don't, I don't know how many times, but I would just play through it. Um, you know, try and start with different starters, try and catch as many Pokemon as I can. Um, never had like a just, you know, distinct team that I always ran. Um, probably didn't even really know what I was doing. Um, I just know that I loved Pokemon. And, you know, this was like, you know, I was, I was fully immersed back in the day. You know, I, I felt like I was in that world, um, you know, being like seven years old. Uh, and at the time, thinking that this was like next level gameplay um well to be I, fair it, it was really you know um it was something i hadn't seen before for sure yeah i mean um I, yeah i guess that, that is a good way of looking at it uh but you know what's crazy is i i found i found the original case uh that that leaf green came in um but can't find the game so I have like almost every component I need to play my old Game Boy, but not all, not enough components to get to play it. Just enough to tease you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like it just mocks <laughs> me. But you know what? I think I actually turned it on not too long ago. It still has a charge. Wow. So, you know, I have some very limited gameplay that I could put into it. There you go. Well, okay. So just while you guys have been talking, I looked on eBay if we wanted to do this one day looks like you can get a game boy advance not the sp just the game boy advance anywhere from 70 to 150 dollars so this would not be a cheap endeavor um and then wow. pokemon blue the cheapest i found is 40 dollars. wow i mean i get it though 
nobody's selling those games really. Yeah. I mean, you're probably only getting those from collectors. Yeah, exactly. The only so, place I could think about would be like try to raid pawn shops and see if maybe they had them in there. Yeah, or yeah. like Facebook Marketplace and like some mom selling a bunch of stuff, you know, right. doesn't know what she has. Right. Yeah, I think I think every day, um, especially now that I'm older, every day that I think about all the consoles I had growing up, you know, the, the Game Boy, the Wii, you know, to a lesser extent for me, um, the original Xbox, you know, the, the game, the, the the consoles that like I spent my childhood on, the GameCube, um, man, I kick myself every time I think about it because I, I sold all of them with the exception of one of the Game Boy SPs. Right. Well, yeah, I agree. It, it's it's hard to look back on now, but what's done is done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not really worth spending the time, you know, in regret. But heck, even if we had them now and tried to sell them now, probably make more money than we did when we first sold them. Oh, for sure. Well, Mark, I'd like to shed some light on Mike and I's age, but Micah, do you remember? when you were playing your Game Boy, because with the SP, it had a backlight on it, but the old ones did not. Yeah. So you had a worm light. Yes, I remember that. Or you had this crazy contraption that, like, folded up, and it was like a magnifying glass with a light built in. That's the one I had. I had the (laughs) one that had the light built in with, like, a magnifying glass. So it, it enlarged the screen. Yeah, that thing just made it so heavy. Yeah, super. And then it would never at least for me, the magnifying glass would never lock. Like, it would always fall back down um, constantly when I was trying to play. But I would sit in the camper, and especially like if it was raining or at night, and that's how I would play my Game Boy. And, and, what's, and then the, the con for the worm light was it got in your way of seeing the screen. Yeah, it literally was between your eyes and the screen. <laughs> so you had to, like, get some weird angle to try yeah. and see, but yet not block your vision? yeah they didn't think that through i mean it was a neat invention for sure to try to solve that problem but man my generation had it easy yeah yeah it was it was rough and then i don't know mark if they did this with the sp or not but if you wanted to trade your pokemon like between friends you would have this link cable Mm -hmm. and you would literally see your pokemon go across the link cable like to your to your friend's Game Boy and then back. You know, it seems like Leaf Green maybe had that. Um, maybe I'm misremembering, but it, it does seem like, you know, because one of my childhood friends had Emerald. Um, and so when he would come over, we would play on our Game Boys like the whole time. And it, it seems like there was the link cable. But, you know, again, maybe I am misremembering. Because um, I also remember yeah. this far as well. And I, I think, think you're right. I just, I just looked that up. There was a link, link cable for Leaf Green. The Game Boy Advance game link cable. So imagine this, Mark. Um, what year did the, were the Game Boy colors out, Micah? Um, I don't know. Anyway, it's... I egg, think. Yeah, it's, it's the 90s, Mark. And you have your Game Boy color with your worm light plugged in and you can't see your screen, and then you have a link cable plugged in, in addition to your worm light. So, did the worm light ever cause you to like trade a Pokemon you didn't mean to? No, um, but it was just like super bulky. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Game Boy Color original release October twenty first, nineteen ninety eight. Yeah. Oh, that that was the Game Boy Color. Yep. When did the SP come out? Because I don't. It couldn't have been too much longer after that, could it? Game Boy SP release. Oh yeah, because it, the advance was before that, so it had to be a decent amount of time. Game Boy SP released uh, worldwide March twenty third, two thousand three. Wow, well, that's a that seems like quite a jump. Mm-hmm. It's pretty so, impressive. And Game Boy Advance release date was. 21st of March, 2001. Wow. Man. 
Yes, Nintendo uh, is top of the world, man. Yeah, they. Wow. No one did mobile gaming like them. No, and really, they still don't. Yeah, yeah. I think you know. Be, I think because of the my time with the Game Boy, and then of course to the DS, uh, now the Switch. Uh, Nintendo will always be who I go to if I want to take a game on the go. I can. Yeah. I agree. That's a great statement, and a great statement to end our first bonus episode on. Well, actually, I have one thing that would probably give everyone a good laugh. Oh, let's um, let's hear it. I think Mark has a pretty um, memorable story with his Nintendogs. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So this is a good one. I mean, this is um. Yeah, so like Ryan said, this is going to the DS, uh, but it, I think it's worth mentioning. Um, <laughs> so for anyone who doesn't know, I grew up with animal. I, with my, my mom is a huge animal lover. Um, and that kind of, you know, my whole family is, but me and my mom, you know, we, my dad always says if it wasn't for him, like we would have way too many animals. Um, <laughs> so the first like generation DS, no, this is the DS Lite. Sorry, so I had my, the DS Lite was when I got into the game. Um, and like my buddy, same buddy I played Emerald with, he had the DS, had Nintendo Dogs, blew me away. So when I got the DS Lite, um, that was like the one game that I wanted to come with it. Um, so my parents got me that, right? And I had a chihuahua in that game named TJ. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I loved this dog as if it was a real dog. Like, like I almost took care of this dog like, I mean, like it was a full-time job. Um, as, as much as like a 10 year old could yeah um and so we were out visiting uh some of my cousins and you know of course i brought it with me um and it, when we're leaving my mom was carrying my ds and like at the time like i had like one of those like big bulky cases for it that you could like fit all your games and your ds and your charger mm-hmm. and all that it's like super secure case except my DS was on top of that case as she's like carrying that and like maybe like a crock pot, like some bags, like too many things. Um, and I definitely should have put it in the case. Like this is, in the end, this is totally my fault. Um, but like, t- so we're coming into my cousin's garage and like, I don't even think I was holding anything. So, you know, <laughs> kind of a brat that I just made my mom <laughs> carry all this. Um, but so we had to walk down some steps to kind of get to the floor of the garage. And as we're walking down the steps, I'm a little bit ahead of them, but I hear like this like sliding noise and I turn around right as the DS hits the ground. And in my, in my memory, like the DS like goes sliding one way, like one, the top screen goes one way, the bottom screen goes another. And then 10 dogs comes rolling right to my feet <laughs> and I pick it up. DJ. Like, dude, literally I was, I literally looked like I'm crying and I'm just going, TJ's dead. TJ's dead. Uh. Dude, my mom is crying. My dad and like <laughs> my um his niece, my cousin, like and her husband, like they were all just like, like what do we do? What do we do? Like this kid's fake dog is dead now. Like <laughs> say nothing, but, do nothing. Yeah, like luckily, um, oh man, you know I ended up getting a replacement and TJ turned out fine. Um, <laughs> but yeah, in that moment, I just knew my uh, my Nintendo dog was dead. Oh my god. So I know that was not a Game Boy game, but I knew it was worth the story. That's a hundred percent story. <laughs> yeah, definitely funny now, but in that time, in that, at that moment, I, I remember like my mom, like me and my mom both busted out crying for totally different reasons. She was crying because she was stressed out from carrying everything. Yeah, and then she's like, "Yeah," and then I'm crying because I thought she killed my dog. <laughs> yeah. Oh was... my god. Oh man. That's that funny. that is one way to close out this episode. That's perfect. What yep. a perfect way to close. <laughs> Thanks for sharing that, Mark. Anytime. Yeah, that's what I'm here for. Awesome. All right. Join us next time with uh, another short conversation after the podcast. Have a good night. I'll get a bit. Hello, and welcome to our bonus level episode exclusive to our Patreon backers. This is Micah, and I'm joined, as always, by Ryan and Mark. Guys, I have the topic for this bonus episode, and uh, it's going to be a simple question, um, although the answer may not be simple, okay? So here it is. You ready? Yep. If 
if you could live in any game world, which one would it be? This doesn't necessarily have to be Ooh. a favorite game of yours or a game that you think is good or, or anything, but if you had to, if you got to pick a game to live in the world, uh, which one would you pick and why? So I had, I had two come to mind pretty quick. Okay. It's, it's narrowing it down between the two. That would be the problem. We'll, we'll go ahead and just share both. So my first one would be somewhere in the Elder Scrolls universe, preferably Skyrim. Okay. Um, and the other one was Hyrule. Okay. Um, kind of for different reasons. I mean, Skyrim, you know, I, I, I mentioned it in the, um, in, uh, the podcast that I've been really, I've been getting into Vikings, the TV show. Um, I love that time period of history. Um, you know, I love, you know, really that whole, you know, the world history during that era. Um, and Skyrim, you know, has the Nords, which kind of plays off of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it's such a beautiful area. Even now, 10 years later, the game still looks amazing. Um, and I'm sure seeing it in person would be top notch. Um, but Hyrule, I mean, all the Zelda games, Legend of Zelda games, I don't know. I love the feeling of Hyrule. Like, it just makes you feel good. Right. It seems a very um, idyllic place. Yeah, you know, especially um, Breath of the Wild. Right. Uh, so scenic. Um, you know, Calamity Ganon would be kind of uh, kind of anxiety-inducing. Um, right. But if, you know... In the fact you, that most people are dead. Yeah. Um, but if you're one of the lucky few and, you know, you got Link out there, or if, uh, you know... I don't know. Maybe taking the role of Link would be asking too much, um, but you know, if, if Link was out there, I feel I would feel pretty confident that he would take care of everything. Yeah, yeah, I could see living in Hyrule, but I definitely wouldn't want to be Link. <laughs> see, I think being Link would be fun. Um, you know, I'm sure he doesn't know that he's going to win, but right as the player, we know he's going to win. Um, I'd rather be a shopkeeper. <laughs> Yeah, I definitely think that, you know, that would be, you know, if you're just going for, like, peaceful living, that's the way to go. Exactly. But, yeah, those were the two that came to my mind. Okay. They're solid choices. Ryan, what about you, sir? Well, mine kind of has to revert back to the last bonus episode because mine is easily going to be Pokemon and all of those worlds. Yeah. I mean... That is a good choice i mean there's just so much to explore in those games and so many cities and i mean that that's just my easily my top choice um and just to live in that world and catch all the pokemon i mean how fun would that be right so you 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 would 100 percent be a trainer 100 percent, yeah but would you be the very best i would strive to be the very best and i would strive (laughs) to catch them all um hundred percent um if i had to pick a second one that's where it gets tough because it's like do i want something that's like open world like rpg ish game um i think so but then do i want like what time period you know what i mean right because then i go crazy go dark souls see i was thinking kind of going crazy and saying cyberpunk yeah because another solid choice how wild would that be you know i didn't get to play a whole lot of that game but the storyline and the potential on it was great yeah be able to kind of just modify any part of yourself that you wanted to right um so weren't there like um stigmas around people in that game that had like augmentations uh I don't know if that's in Cyberpunk. That might be in Deus Ex. Okay. I, yeah, I couldn't remember. Because um, I was going to ask if there was a stigma, would, would either of you go through with getting augmentations if it meant you were you know, looked down upon by society? I want to be honest with you, Mark. I can't wait till I can actually do that in real life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm in the same boat for sure. Like, even if they're like, your arm is perfectly fine. We have to cut it off, though. I'd better do it. Yeah. Give me Skywalker's hand. Exactly. Give me something that I can like, you know, customize. It can light up, do whatever. You know, I'm all I'm I'm here for it. 
I would even let them take one of my eyeballs. Oh, for sure. They can replace mine. I mean, I, I already can't see very well, so <laughs> just replace it so, and, and give me, like, some some eyeballs that have, like, a zoom feature, you know, night vision feature. Yeah, that would be – that night vision would be so great. Yeah, that'd be legit. Yeah. You know, Micah, this was a pretty good um, topic. Good question. Thank um, you, sir. Yeah, I mean, this, this opens up a lot of potential. It's hard to just choose two. I know. Yeah. You said to choose one, but we, we had to choose I know. Two. I kind of cheated. Yeah. Um, but that's okay. Uh, but, yeah, for sure for me, it, you know, I'm going to Pallet Town, and I'm starting out with – it's hard to even choose which Pokemon I'm starting out with if I'm doing it in real life, you know. Yeah, you don't get to Ryan, choose again, man. You made me regret mine, Ryan. Ah. So – but I'm probably going with – it's not Bulbasaur. It's going to be Charmander or Squirtle. Dude, yeah. I would go Squirtle all day, every day. Yeah. I was going to say like, I'm a Squirtle guy. Don't know. Sec- like, I love, like, Charmander's cute, but Squirtle is Squirtle, man. I mean, and at the, after, like, bonding with him for a little bit and training him, you get freaking Blastoise. Right. Yeah, but you also get Charizard. Yeah, but Blastoise is strong against Charizard. True. Good point. I guess. Good point. I guess Venusaur would be, or Ivysaur. Uh, I'm not a Bulbasaur fan. Um, would be strong against Squirtle, but see, and then see Charizard would be strong against them. Yeah, but I don't know, man. The <laughs> the cute Balance factor for Squirtle. And, and you know your rival is always going to pick the other one. That's you know your your weakness. Micah, would you allow me to trade out Elder, Elder Scrolls for Pokemon? Sure. <laughs> That's a bold choice, but yeah, I'll allow yeah. it. Uh, Good man. All yeah. right, so I'm going to go out on a limb here, and Mark, let's try and predict Micah's. I mean, okay. I've, I've already got it. Yeah, you want to you wanna go on three? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One, right. two, three. Ghost, Ghost of Shishima. <laughs> yeah, you, would, you would think that that is the answer, but it's actually not the answer. Wow. Um, I mean, as cool as that would be. Uh, again, I don't think I, you know, I don't have any dreams of me being the ghost or anything like that. I would, I would be some poor farmer murdered by the <laughs> Mongols. Like I, I know what would happen. I, I'm, I'm aware of how that would turn out for me. So, um, yeah, I mean, as beautiful as that game world is and, and fun. Hold on, Micah, you're going to have new eyes. I mean, right. Yeah, that's true. But, uh, I'm sure I'll just be some poor guy working on like a rice farm somewhere. So. <laughs> Probably would never even see the ghost. Um, yes, exactly. <laughs> I would hear whispered rumors. <laughs> some guy poisoning Mongols in the countryside. Um, no, that that would you know that would be awesome. Uh, I'd I'd love to to do that, but uh, that would not be uh, my number one number one choice. Um, my number one choice might be uh, a little a little controversial. We'll we'll, we'll say. Um, just because I'm thinking of it as a whole picture is like, what, what is life like for, you know, regular people in that world um, without thinking that you're the, uh, uh, the hero or anything. So mine is Mario. I would oh. live, I would live in the Mario world. Um, I thought about saying that. Uh, I, I just think that would be super cool. Um talk about you know the charm and, and kind of being an idyllic place the only people that bowser's really messing with is mario and his brother luigi so as long as you kept your head down you'd probably be okay that's a good one i like it yeah. um and every once in a while you get to see all those people compete in a race or exactly. play tennis exactly or play golf yeah like, baseball you know, but exactly so there's there's a lot going for you there if you live in a uh in the in the uh, world of mario so that was that's probably my number one choice. My second choice, weirdly, is since I'm concerned about how awful life uh, <laughs> could be, would be living in the Witcher world. Um, that would just be cool. You know, I, I'd end up being killed by some monster, <laughs> but uh, it would be a, it would be cool to to uh, to kind of live in that. Like I said, I'm a sucker for like grim, like grim dark settings and 
Slavic mythology is really creepy and cool. So I think I think living uh, in that world would be pretty awesome. Plus, before you, you know, some mythological mythological creature takes you out, spend your days drinking ale and playing Gwent. Exactly. Or if I if I was lucky, I was a kid, they would just you know put me through the trial of grasses, and then I would just be a witcher, but only take like safe cases. So like I don't have to like drowners and things like that. I'm like, well, we need you to kill this basilisk. That nah, that's not for me. That's for the next guy. Yeah, yeah. I'm perfectly happy not, you know, not being the most famous witcher. Right. I'm a I'm a journeyman witcher. So like if you have a if you have like a you know giant rat problem or something like that, that's that's what you call <laughs> me for. You don't call me for like infestations of vampires. That that's that's for uh Geralt. It's not me. Yeah, plus uh, if if Geralt's running around, that probably takes a lot of pressure off the other Witchers. I would imagine. Oh, I haven't really played sure. the games much, but yeah, you would think. I mean, you don't see many of them, but when you do, it's like Geralt always hops in and like helps them complete their task. So, so is there a stigma around Witchers in that? Game? Oh yeah, they're super hated. Okay, that's what I thought. Um, I didn't think that they were very you know looked upon fondly. Right. But yeah. That that that'd be my runner-up choice for sure. Yeah, that that's a both huh? solid choices. Yeah, we all. I think we all had pretty good choices for sure. Pokemon is is my number three. Yeah, I uh, I didn't even think about Pokemon. I feel like a bad fan. <laughs> Dude, there's so many games. I mean, I could go on and on. Uh, and re- it's so many regions. Yeah. Yeah. I had another one too that. I, when I was thinking up this question, I thought of, but then I was like, well, if if I lived in that world, then nobody's really special. But did you guys ever play it? It was an old MMO uh, RPG for um, PC called City of Heroes. No. All right. Well, you are, you're basically in this major city um, and, and something has happened and everybody there has, has superpowers. So everyone's a superhero. Um, that would have been another choice of mine. But uh, when everyone has powers, that just gets a little crazy. Yeah, I um, when you first asked, my 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 first thought was something like Starfield, but that's not even out yet. Right. Um, so then I thought, um, No Man's Sky. But oh, that's cool. I feel like that one would kind of get kind of lonely. I mean, you only know you don't know who you are. Uh, well, okay, assuming that you are. I was thinking from like the character that I play as, um, right. But you know, Definitely. right. Like you wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to talk to anybody really. But I mean, just, just the atmosphere of being able to fly through space like that would almost be worth it. Right. I'm with you. Surprised no one chose Resident Evil. <laughs> we ripped apart by zombies. Uh, no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the Final Fantasies might be kind of cool. Yeah. Not seven, but maybe eight. Eight might be <laughs> yeah. pretty cool. Nine seems pretty cool so far from what I've seen. Yeah, except for the, the mist. All right. Well, that's it. That's all I had for you guys. All right. Nice topic. Yeah. Awesome. Well, uh, I hope uh, you guys enjoyed this uh, bonus episode, and we will talk to you soon. Talk to you in a bit. Yeah. Right. Peace. Hello, and welcome to this bonus level. As always, Mark, Ryan, and Micah coming at you. Uh, this week, I think we're going to talk about um, just kind of reflecting on our special episode where we recorded the podcast while doing Civilization Six. Yeah, um, I think this was a kind of give you guys a little bit of background. It was just something, a, a wild idea we had that we wanted to play some games and we wanted to record the podcast and so I think one of us just kind of said, why don't we do both? It, it kind of reminded me of that, uh, was it old El Paso commercial? Yeah, that's exactly like, what I thought about. <laughs> yeah. Why not both? Um, but anyway, so we, we kind of thought about that for a little while, and I think we all just kind of rolled with it. Um, so that, I think that's the biggest background. What, about, what do you guys think? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, that's how I remember it. I, I think uh, – Honestly, I remember that that night I was 
no, nothing against anybody listening, but I was I was more excited about playing a game than than recording that night. I wasn't feeling well. I was I was hopped up on Benadryl and Tylenol, so I was just looking to chill. So two birds with one stone for me that night was was perfect, you know. So just some feedback. I guess we can just start with each of you guys. How do you think it went? I mean, what do you think? What's your feedback? You know, I think it, I think it went okay. Um, definitely gave me a newfound respect for like, you know, people who like do like let's plays and commentate during the whole thing or, um, you know, play games and, and, and record while they play those games. Um, it's definitely a lot harder to focus on both things than I thought it was going to be. Oh, yeah. I for sure went silent uh, a few times just because I was trying to figure out the game, you know. Yeah. I can't – I can't – like you, I can't imagine what it's like for a streamer or a Let's Player to, to sit down and, and do a Let's Play that's entertaining on a game like – on a blind playthrough, on a game they've never played before. Like, that's kind of how I felt. Like, I was familiar with, with Civ, but not that one. So, it took a lot of uh, concentration for me to just, you know, not make stupid decisions. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and kind of like you guys said, you know, the people who do those live streams, they're generally really good at the game as well. Yeah. And, you know, Civ is a game where you're you kind of have time to react and talk and – then go back to the game. Whereas if you're playing something that's more action based, I don't yeah. know how you would do it. I think that's a prerequisite really to have an entertaining stream is actually to be good at the game that you're playing because you're not even playing it at your best. You know what yeah. I mean? When you're, when you're recording. So yeah, for sure. Uh, then again, it could just be practice. You know, I don't know. I'm not a, I'm not a streamer. Um, but uh yeah, definitely wasn't easy. Um, not as easy as it as it certainly looks if if someone's good at it, you know. And I, I think what's wild about it is we did over an hour long podcast just talking as we played and about the game as we played, and we didn't get through a large amount of turns. I mean, yeah. Which you know we all know that game takes forever anyway, but you know that just put a new twist on it because I know there were times I was silent as well. And it's like, has anyone been talking? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and how long has it been? <laughs> right. Yeah. But I, I will say the one thing reflecting back on it, I think it'd be nice if I would have taken like some screenshots of the game or even like a video capture to post on online so people could see what we were actually referring to. For sure. Yeah. Uh, or, if I, or I could have, you know, just described what I was doing. Um which I wasn't. I was just I was just reacting to things I could see that no one else could see. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I think we did a good job explaining what we were somewhat doing, but you know, visuals can be everything. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um I think it went okay in my opinion. Yeah. I would agree with that. But yeah. to be fair, I think we the podcast was terrible the first couple episodes we did it, and I think we slowly get better at that as well. So maybe with more practice. We'll that's, a, that's exactly what I was going to say. We just need to do it a few more times, um, you know, with, with Civ and with other games. And uh, with with practice, you know, you, you certainly do get more comfortable with it. Um, I'm not saying I'm ever going to be good or, you know, but definitely get more comfortable the more, the more we do it. Uh, and yeah, I think that I think that's a unique, you know, I don't know of any podcast that's a podcast of a let's play. You know what I mean? So I think it's yeah, kind of I, a unique thing. Yeah. And, you know, I think we could even do maybe a live stream for, you know, patrons. Right. Um, for however long they want to watch, really. I mean. Yeah, we could make it a. Uh, uh, I think Discord, you can live stream on Discord, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So you, you might be even able to do it on patreon but i don't know um have to look into that yeah no, that's a good idea this is a good idea kind of a, a little incentive you know i um 
I do know one improvement point we probably need to make at some point, um, and that would be Mark's computer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that hard there, drive, man. <laughs> hey, you just got all the zingers tonight, don't yeah, you? Man. He's coming after you, dude. I know that stand. It's all right. There's always next week. I'm sure. Oh yeah, fire back. He's me writing stuff down all week. <laughs> there at work. Like, yeah, it's a good one. We'll write that down. <laughs> yep. Yeah, open yep. up the podcast with a you know a stinger right away. <laughs> hey, welcome to Digital Theory Podcast, except for Ryan. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, but yeah, I'm I'm interested in doing it again for sure. Um, you know, like you said, we'll get better the more we do it, and uh, you know, for a spur of the moment decision, I think I think it went pretty good. For no experience, spur of the moment. And a few technical issues, you know, along the way. I mean, I'm yeah. pleased to be honest. Yeah. Yep. Well, uh, it's just it's on brand for 2020 and 2021, you know. So just keep it on brand. That's that's the message. Yeah. Um, so, you know, what we could do is um, fan request for what games they would like us to, you know, to to play. Yeah. Exactly. Um, that would be kind of interesting as long as we own them or they're fairly cheap. Yeah. Um, uh, I need to look into this, but Steam has a, uh, a new um, stream share feature where uh, you can play a game that one of your friends owns by streaming it from their computer. You know, I saw that whenever I started the, my games up, but I didn't really read into it. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's interesting because they used to do, they used to have like, the family accounts whatever and if like like my buddy and i did that and i think we both like i can't remember if i, if I was technically the apparent account or if he was but like whoever is both accounts can play both people's games right but it was kind of a it's kind of annoying to set that up um so that's actually pretty cool that like valve has kind of like made that sounds like they made it a little easier yeah, I just pulled it up. It says instantly share your Steam local multiplayer games with friends over the internet for free. Using remote play together, one player owns and runs the game, then up to four players or even more with fast connections can quickly join the fun. The fun. That's pretty so, neat. Yeah, as long as one of us has it in the library and it's multiplayer, we can play it and stream it. Mark, I have an idea. All right. Instead of loading up your game on your computer, I'll just stream it to you from mine. Wow, I didn't. I don't know how I didn't see that one coming. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's actually not a bad idea, though. Yeah, unfortunately, true. <laughs> uh, just giving you a hard time, Mark. Well, when I come back with a, uh, you know, super beast gaming PC, we'll see who's laughing. Hey, man, you got the two jobs. Crank it out. Yeah, That's what I'm saying. You guys ain't seen nothing yet. There would be nobody more excited than me for you about that. See, Ryan, that's what support looks like. <laughs> hey, hey, I'm excited for you too, man. Yeah, I am pulling for you. Ryan's also excited for me to jump on the SSD train. I am. I'm uh, encouraging Micah. I need to do that, but God, I just need to. I just need to replace the motherboard and everything. To be honest with you. Yeah, I think Micah's probably in the same boat as you, Mark. He needs yeah. an NPC. He's just gonna load Civ six a little faster. Yeah, I got that. I got that. My drive's got a little higher RPMs than yours. That's it. He's overclocking that thing. Yeah, I got the. What was it? God, what was the big name drive when I built it? Max West, uh, Western Digital oh. Black Edition. That was like the big one that you wanted with the Barracuda. This has been like ten or twelve years ago. I'm surprised that thing's still spinning. I know, man. They Western Digital. I'm gonna give them a shout out. They make quality drives, dude. Thing's been thing's been chugging along for 12 years hey mechanical drive almost exclusively uh, exclusively playing games so that's pretty impressive yeah that is impressive that goes right there along with the uh, gateway keyboard you had dude i'm telling you <laughs> me and the old old brands man we get along real good i still need to send you a picture of that keyboard dude it's such a piece of junk wow but it works that's all that matters well, I think that was a uh, was successful. 
And it seems like overall, we all agree that maybe we'll do that again. Yeah. Unless, unless you guys listening think it, you know, absolutely sucked, then please let us know. <laughs> we, we, we are uh, asking for feedback. We're not asking for trolls, although, you know, it's the internet, so it is what it is, but we are asking for feedback. And you can easily let us know this feedback by following us on Twitter at was a digital theory pod. Digital T pod. Digital, digital T pod. I think it has some underscores though. That's the only bad thing. Hold up. All right, Hold on. I'm pulling it up now. We're so fresh, we don't even know our name. It's digital <laughs> underscore T underscore pod. All right, everybody get that digital underscore T underscore pod. Let us know. And you can listen to, what was it? What was it, episode 16, 17 on there? Um, that's a well, I guess it's through Mark. Spotify. But it might be through Spotify. Yeah, there's a, there is a link that was tweeted out. Um, but yeah, through Spotify. Uh, it was tweeted out on March 4th whatever episode that was. All right. Well, I guess that's it for this one, isn't it? All good things must come to an end. Yep. Until next week. Yep. Keep us updated and please give us the requested feedback and we'll see you next time. Yeah. Talk to you in a bit. Play games, be nerds. It's awesome. Hello, and welcome to the bonus level of the Digital Theory Podcast, and thank you for being a Patreon member. Um, I guess they call you patrons, right? Patrons. Um, That's right. So um, welcome to the bonus episode. Uh, Today, we have the guys do not know the topic. Uh, I've kind of just come up with something, and I'm going to roll with it so they have fresh content for both you and for me. (laughs) We're in the dark, guys. Yeah, Yeah. literally. They have no idea. Uh, It's what you pay for. Yeah, top dollar. Yeah. But um, anyway, so here's the question, guys. And you go into detail on it. Feel free to have some fun with this. But think about the time that you spent the most amount of time in one sitting playing a game. Oh. What game was it? Why did you do it? And I, I guess just give me some more details about it. Um, if you want me to go ahead and start so you guys can think, I can do that. Or I can go last. Your call. Uh, well, I'll be honest with you, man. I, I, I've got a couple options in my mind, and I'm trying to figure out which one was yeah. actually the longest time. Yeah, because I'm gonna go. Yeah, so, so, I'm not gonna talk about the, the one I had more fun with. I'm gonna go with the one I played the longest. So are we talking one single sit- sitting or yeah, one sitting? Okay. I mean, you know, yeah, one sitting. Man, I had some marathon moments though growing up, dude. I know. 100%. It's a tough one. Yeah. It's tough. All right. While you guys are thinking. Go ahead, Ryan. Yeah. I'm going to roll with it. Yeah. Yeah. I've got two that I'm debating between. Okay. I want to say back when Halo 2 was out, I used to have a group of guys that we would do like LAN parties. And we would sit there. And I don't think we would even eat meals. <laughs> I mean, we would literally just let the countdown roll after each game. The only time we took a break was to pick the like game settings, you know, like uh, whether we're playing swords or whether we're playing snipers or just regular, you know, slayer. Um, there were, there were multiple occasions where we would spend all night doing that. So I, I don't have a firm time frame on that. But I know that frequently we spent a lot of time doing that. And it was long periods of time. The other one I'm debating between, and Michael, you'll understand this one, I know for sure. I had a group of guys over at the house, and we did the endless setless achievement on Rock Band 2. Yep. Yep. For those of you who don't know, you can't even go to the bathroom during that set. Right. Like it just rolls. There's no pausing that. Um, so that one's probably not as long, but you couldn't even pee during that one. Like, yeah, there's literally no break. No break. I mean, 
you had to plan for this. It was an it was a day of it because you literally played every song in the game one after the other. Yeah. And if you failed a song, you you were screwed. Yeah, that was it. Brutal. So, did y'all did y'all fail at all? No, we we I got it. Well, we we got it. Um, you know, it was strategically planned where you would save your. I, I don't remember what they called it in rock band. It wasn't Star Power. That was Guitar Hero. But yeah, it was. Was it? Oh, what was, was it, it? Fans? Was it fans? Oh, I don't know. Um, now that's gonna bother me. For followers. Uh. I'm I'm typing it up. Let's see. Uh, star power. Star power. Star so power. It was star it was power. Yeah. Okay. So what was it in uh, Guitar was it, Hero? Was it fans in Guitar Hero? Ah. Oh. Okay. Overdrive is Rock Band. Oh. Uh, okay. That's what it is. Sorry. Overdrive and yeah, it is Star Power and Guitar Hero. Yeah. So anyway, we would strategically save our Overdrive for when someone would potentially want go to fail a portion of the song because as long as you know one of your teammates was still going and the other person didn't time out you could still beat the game right the song so as long as you could revive them there are also some occasions where we would let them fail through one particularly hard section and when that section was over revive them yeah because some songs were ridiculous on expert yeah especially the guitar yeah I will say um, I was primarily the drummer, but we would rotate off because that would wear you out. Oh, dude, that'd be a that, that's a legitimate workout. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, we got to have a singer in, too. We did put in yeah. hours on Rock Band. Yeah, we had a singer. We'd rotate that around too, and we figured yeah. out. Well, we gamed that. Like we figured out. Yeah, you could figure out how to how to like module you as long as you are with as long as you were within a pitch variance you could get away with it like you know you didn't have to be you know bono to to, to you know beat an expert song so a lot of people would just go oh into the mic <laughs> and and it would work yeah hey whatever works yeah man so those are probably my two uh longest single session games I have a feeling Mike is going to say that uh, his was some sort of RPG, though. That's my first Dude, how did you know? How did you know? I I know, man. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, So I guess I'll go because I did. I kind of figured out which ones I I actually legitimately had the longest single session in. And they are from the same franchise. All right. They are the first two RPGs I played through beginning to end. And actually knew what I was doing. Um, like the first RPG I played, I think I talked about was Dragon uh, Dragon Warrior, which is a branch off the well was the American title for Dragon Quest. But I didn't know what I was doing because I was like in kindergarten, I think. But the ones I played for the longest single sitting um, was I had a incredibly long single sitting in Final Fantasy VII. It was the last disc. I think I played and beat the last disc in a single day, but it took me like 20 hours. Um, I played from the morning to, you know, about the same time the next morning uh, on a weekend. It might've been over like Christmas break or something when I was off of school. Um, because I kept getting beat in the final battle against uh, Sephiroth, Sephiroth when he's in his uh, one winged angel form for all my Final Fantasy seven heads out there. Um, he was whooping me constantly. And I finally got finally got through uh, that battle, but yeah, I played Final Fantasy VII almost almost an entire day straight. And the second one um, was I was going for 100% completion before achievements were a thing, um, playing Final Fantasy VIII uh, on the PlayStation. Um, there was a lot. I had gotten more into side quests at that point. Like I played the story for the story because it, it was fantastic, but there was a lot of secret side quests you could get into in a uh, final fantasy eight, especially with the dream sequence when you would become a new character, uh, Laguna lore, um, which means nothing to anyone who hasn't played the game. But anyway, uh, I, 
I play that one for probably close to 20 hours straight as well. Um, stopping for, you know, dinner with the family and then going right back up to my room and, and playing Final Fantasy again. Um, but those are those are honestly my fondest memories of uh, like nostalgic RPGs were those two playthroughs, especially my first playthrough of both. They were just so different from what I experienced before, story-wise, mechanics-wise. Um, th- there's a reason that they're well-respected, I think, to this day. Well, that surprises me a little bit. I, I didn't expect you to say Final Fantasy. I did yep. expect RPG, but that one, it's interesting. Yep. I was, uh, Final Fantasy VII playthrough was when I was in, um, I want to say I was in sixth or seventh grade with that playthrough. Mm-hmm. And then Final Fantasy VIII was probably eighth grade. Uh, they were both in middle school but I had gotten the Final Fantasy VII Greatest Hits Edition for PS1. You guys remember the green label on the CD cases? Um, That's what mine has. Yeah, man. I had the Greatest Hits Edition for that, and I had the uh, regular edition, not the Greatest Hits, for Final Fantasy VIII. But those were the two I played the longest. Um, uh, By the time I started playing nine, it was at the point where uh, I was in high school, and I, I just... I couldn't put the, that many hours in. Uh, I had to take the work a little bit more seriously than I did in middle school. So, um, yeah, those are those are two up there. The other one I, I could say was would be my honorable mention is um, I, we talked about this game before on the podcast, but the Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance. Mm-hmm. Uh, me and my sister played that game on uh, like trips to the beach, so we'd have screens in the car where you could hook up a dvd player well i bought a power converter that you could plug into the like cigarette lighter uh and plug in your playstation to the power converter and we would sit there and play that game i think we played that game all the way when we drove down to disney world so that was another long uh uh, long gaming session i think we beat that entire game from north carolina to florida well you know what (laughs) i don't even think you can plug in a ps5 to a car now Oh God, no, dude! There's no <laughs> way. Room in the car. There's no way. <laughs> the, but yeah, we're talking about room and also uh, current. Uh, you know, current. Yeah, player. dude, yeah. you got to have the AC blasting too. It'd get hot. It would get hot in that <laughs> car quick. You just you just put it facing like the exhaust. It'd be like a. <laughs> to roll down the windows. Uh, That's funny, but yeah, those those are probably my my longest uh, marathons, and I will say totally worth it all right um i'm, I'm gonna guess with marks this is hard. this is tough because i don't pokemon. Really know is that what you're going with micah pokemon i'm gonna go with um arma okay i could see that all right mark what is it well arma was one of them though the two that it came down to for me uh were arma 3 and world of warcraft Okay. Oh, I didn't know you were a, a wow head. That. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. I uh, I think on my main character, the total playtime on my main character, which is probably rookie numbers to some of the people out there, but I have thirty days worth of. Last time I checked, it was like thirty days worth of gameplay on my main character. Um, that's a lot for an MMO. Yeah, I uh, seven hundred and twenty hours. Yeah. Um. You know, I, I got into that game because my dad had some coworkers that played it way back in, what, that game came out, what, like 2004 and Burning Crusade came out in 2005, seven? I think it was 2005 because Wrath of the Lich King came out in 08. Anyways, we got into it when the, after Burning Crusade, which is the first expansion, had come out. Um, and I, I can't really think of like a specific, you know, time that we would, that I played it one sitting for, you know, that stands out but i do know that like you know over the years my dad and i will if we if i'm home for the weekend now um you know we could easily play all weekend i mean just you know stopping for breaks and eating but i mean pretty much you know we wake up start playing wow till we go to bed you know sometime early the next morning Mm -hmm. um and get right back at it um there's another time that one one of my buddies that was into it uh we stayed up I was in seventh grade. I don't know why I remember that so well, but we were in. I was in seventh grade, um, and 
it seems like we had a day off from school or something. So we decided that we would spend that whole day and, and into the next day just farming for mounts because we were like really into that. Um, so there, there's a set, there's several times throughout my time playing WoW that I've played for like you know an entire day, uh, and that that's definitely a game you know you can't. It's hard to run out of things to do because it's so massive. So right. Um, and if you've played it for as long as I have, you know, it's it's almost like a soft spot. Like you got like if you're gonna play it, like you get really into it. Um, but then yeah, Arma would be the other one. Um, I got when I got my desktop back home. I think I think it was like 2015 when I got that. Um, Arma was like the first game that I bought, and then my dad watched me play it. And he ended up buying it that day, and that was that was Christmas Day 2015, and we played all like the rest of that day um and probably into the 26th um and that that's kind of the same thing as you know just several times that we've played that game it's turned into like an entire weekend of just just arma um like we've set time we've set like weekends like planned ahead to like yeah you know what two months we're gonna have this weekend and we're just gonna play arma all weekend just nothing else but arma um so i think those two would be the ones that i think i've done the most time in or at least the longest single sessions um and then I, my honorable mention would be Minecraft. Um, I was into that when it was like back in alpha. Um, so I've kind of like watched the game grow, but like back in the early days, uh, did some serious marathon sessions. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Those, uh, those, those MMO days. Um, I remember those. I, I was not a wow player. Uh, I've played it a little bit, but I never got super into it. I was an EverQuest player back in the day. That was kind of the first one I got into, but uh, it 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 has not aged well. <laughs> wow is certainly the superior of the two. It's never too late. That's true. That is true. They got Wow Classic out now, right? Yeah that that is pretty legit. So I might have to I might have to see about that. I still the the MMO I play currently is. Um, and I played this. I had subscriptions for this for a while, but um, the Star Wars uh, Knights of the Old Republic. I tried that one out. Or, yeah, Knights of the Old, Old Republic. Yeah, that one I liked it, but uh, I was so disappointed when you got your ship that it, you didn't get to just fly around. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm sorry. It's called Star Wars: The Old Republic. Knights of the Old Republic is the RPG. Another great game that's a fantastic game um there was a an older star wars mmo called star wars galaxies Dude, i wanted to play that so bad Maybe, i'm gonna i'm not gonna say anything about it. i'm gonna save that for a future bonus episode because i have a lot to say about that game i, I wonder if that was, do you know if, it, if they even still have servers up for galaxies i think there are some non-official servers that are up um maybe I know the official servers are gone. Yeah. Uh, but I think there are some non-officials, but I, I would have to, I would have to know somebody who plays just to make sure it's not a huge data risk connecting. Right. <laughs> right. Um, but I'll, I'll do some research and see if there, there are, cause I'd love to get back into that game. That game was crazy. Yeah. That game. I've, I've only ever heard about it. Uh, and I actually worked with a guy who played with it or played that game like back in 2003 and like, man, that that's the it sounds like the Star Wars games that you know, the game that I would want today. You know what I mean? It it was it was special, man, for sure. Like it was way more involved than any other Star Wars game I I played. Um, and that, that was, was the type around, of game where you you could get in your ship and just fly around. If that game was still around, I I bet that that would be that would definitely be in my in my list for how single sit sittings of uh, just how long I play the game. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like I just looked it up. Uh, there are still star Wars Gal star Wars galaxies, private servers running in 2021. I have to look at so, that. There we go. Check it out. There's a lot of them. Holy crap. All right, Micah. I'll let I you know, man. I'll, I'll let you know, man. I'll see. If, I'll have to figure out where you can get a copy of the game, though. That's the that'd be the problem. True. That's not stupid, stupid expensive. But 
I think I still have my disc version. Hey, if there's a will, there's That's a exactly right. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. I won't figure it out while I'm being recorded, though. That's going to be an off-the-record uh, conversation. All right. Well, that was a cool, that was a fun episode. Yeah, it was a great yeah. idea, Ryan. Good question. All right. Well, uh, for those of you who are patrons, um, we will do some more of this and provide some more content for you guys. Thank you for supporting us. We really appreciate it. For sure. Yeah. Um, maybe in the future, uh, if you guys want, send us a, a request or a suggestion, and uh, we'd, we'd love to take a, a patron suggestions in mind when we come up with these topics for the bonus episodes. All right. We'll see you next time. Take it easy. Appreciate your bit. support. <laughs>